0: Hey friends, it is a brand new year and new year means new change. And I know sometimes when we look back and we reflect on the things that don't work, we want to think about things that can work and that goes for our home too. So my question for you today is, are you bored with your home? And if you answered yes, you were definitely going to want to tune in to this episode, a repeat from one of our favorites last year in 2023, that talks about ways that you can beat the boredom in your home by doing these simple eight things. And I just wanna give you a reminder that this week only, I am reopening Decorating SOS Calls so that you can get your new year started with a bang. The link is in the show notes. It is a one-hour conversation where I map out what is not working, what your goals are, and the action steps that are going to get you moving forward in your home design, creating a home that you love, a home that you delight in, and a home that you can't wait to come home to. Enjoy today's show. where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. How many of you are hearing the words, I'm bored daily this summer? Are you? And what if they're not coming from your kiddos? What if they're coming from you inside of your head about the things that you're seeing inside of your home? I'm bored. When you walk into a room, what do you feel when you get in there? Are you inspired to invite others over? Are you inspired to maybe create? Are you inspired to cook dinner? Are you inspired to get cozy and read a book? Or do you constantly want change? If you are bored with your home decor, this episode is for you. And if you're bored with your home decor and you don't want to go to the store, really this episode is for you. (laughs) Because we can go to the store. Of course we can. But when we go to the store and we buy the thing that we think is going to fill the space to make our space not boring, different things happen, right? Sometimes it doesn't fit the bill. Sometimes we overspend. Sometimes we completely miss the mark and are actually filling a different void that is not necessarily decor related, but maybe it's, I don't know, maybe we're lonely or maybe we're missing our kiddos who we just shipped off to college or filling a void for something else. Or maybe we're just feeding into that I want to keep up with the Joneses. And so we're not, we're not trying to do that. What we're trying to do is we're trying to create a space that feels like a reflection of you, that feels inspiring to be in, that feels empty enough that you are not constantly bombarded by visual chaos, but full enough that you love what you see and you feel something in your space that is not a negative feeling. You feel cozy, you feel warm, you feel safe, you feel inspired, you feel delighted, whatever that feeling is. So today we're talking about ways that you can recreate your space so that you're not so bored, but you're not spending any money. And we're going to start, I have about six or so, maybe a couple bonus here and there, but we're going to start with one that is the absolute obvious. And you know what I'm going to say before I even say it, but shop the house. And a lot of the things I'm going to come back and refer to will be exactly that. We're going to shop the house. But what I want you to think about is using globally, using what you have, using what you already own and being creative with the things that you have already in your space. So we're not landing on shop the house, but I want you to keep that in the back of the mind because that is where we're going to grab all of our resources, all of the things in order to create change and maybe a little bit of inspiration and anti-boredom in your home. So number one, shop the house. We're just going to let that be. But number two, I want you to think outside of the box. What are some of the things that might be used one way that you can use another way? A couple examples. If you have a bench at the end of your bed, could you move it into your living room and have it be your coffee table? A few years ago when we were living in Iowa, we had a sunroom and those are pretty typical in iowan homes because you really want to enjoy the outdoors without all the bugs and the humidity (laughs) and so we had a dining room table in our dining room and we had a sunroom with a couple cute chairs and a couple cute plants and it led into our backyard but it was all windows and I was bored of our home and we didn't have a whole lot of money. And so one day I decided to see what it would be like to change rooms. I took the chairs that were in the sunroom, put them in the dining room, put the dining room table in the sunroom. And that experiment was really very powerful. We had a couple really enjoyable times sitting in in the sunroom, eating our dinner, inviting friends over and having our dinner there. It didn't take long for me to realize I don't quite like it like that, but it was a fun experiment and it definitely kept me away from the store thinking I needed to buy something different for the space when actually all I needed to do was play a little bit. So think outside of the box in terms of furniture, side tables, coffee tables, entryway tables, hutches, credenzas. Now, of course, the bigger it is, the more laborious it's going to be to make change. But sometimes that's worth it. Sometimes all it takes is a little manpower in order to move the bookshelf. But what happens when you do? Can you use that cute little hutch that's in the dining room that fits not quite well enough? It's maybe a little big for the space. Can you use that? in your living room, to display books and artwork and plants and candles and all the things. Whatever it is that you have, be mindful of how it could possibly work for a different purpose. Now, if you're moving big things, one thing to keep in mind is before you do unload, reload, move across, hire the help, (laughs) whatever you do, be mindful of the spacing. And you can always Measure it out, get the blue tape and tape the outline of the dimensions on the floor and get a feel for how you might like it in that area. And if you're not wanting to move big pieces of furniture or even little pieces of furniture, or you've moved them and you still want change, you're still a little bored with your space and you still want to see how things look a little differently, try trading out smaller items like lampshades, maybe not even the entire lamp, but lampshades or picture frames or entire pictures. Try trading out things like area rugs, books, candles, plants, things that you have styled in a certain way in your entryway, for example. Baskets. Move them here and there to different areas of your room and see what you think. How do you like it in the living room? How do you like it in the dining room? How do you like it removed altogether? Trading out little things is kind of the epitome of shopping the house, but I bet there are things tucked away in closets, in offices, in the garage even, and probably like most of us, even in our storage unit, that could be traded out for things that we have currently. Kind of like when our kiddos were little and we would put away some of the toys for storing for later even doing that with home decor so that you are not necessarily getting rid of it, you're just done with it for a time. And you can bring it out when the season changes, when it's time for you to get a little bit of a refresh without going to the store and spending any more money. I had a listener ask, probably last year or so, about how I stored extra decor, what I did with the things that weren't necessarily in use. And my answer may have disappointed her a little bit because I don't necessarily have extra per se, except when it comes to the traditional holiday decorating. But I do have extra textiles, and I do shop the house all the time. And of course I have the luxury of shopping my shop items when they are not in rotation, currently in my brick and mortar. But let's go back to the textiles because textiles are such an easy way to change your space without making it feel like you have to rearrange furniture or remove everything from your room or buy anything new. Textiles can dramatically change your space and textiles in their very nature don't take up a whole lot of space. So what do I mean by textiles? I'm thinking pillow covers. So if you have inserts for your pillows and then you just have a few covers that you change here and there, that is a great way to refresh your space without committing to a brand new purchase. Throw blankets are another great way to refresh your space. They can make your space feel lighter, heavier, airier, darker, moodier. They can make your space feel a different way. And if you store your textiles, like your throw blankets, maybe in your playroom, maybe in your living room, maybe in your dining, not your dining room, that would be silly, but maybe in your linen closet, wherever you store them, bringing them out and, or just rotating them, the ones that you want to have, we'll say company ready, guest ready, front and center, those are the ones you want on rotation, but the other ones... Maybe the red ones, if it's summer, you can have in the playroom. Who cares? No one's going to see it. The kids are going to use it when they watch movies or they snuggle with their, with their baby dolls. No one's going to care. But having the ones that you want company ready out and using them is always a good thing and an easy, easy refresh. The fourth idea to beat boredom in your home without spending a thing is to craft something. And when I say craft something, I don't mean popsicle sticks. So get that vision out of your mind. <laughs> craft sticks are fun. They are absolutely wonderful for crafternoons with your kiddos. But when it comes to decorating your home, maybe put the craft sticks away. What I'm thinking about is things like sewing a pillow cover, painting a lamp, creating a, an abstract piece of art, creating word art. Painting a frame, painting a picture frame, painting your light fixtures, adding texture to vases, whatever that craft is, there is inspiration surrounding you all over the place. And there are things in your home that when you think about it, when you look at them through a lens of a crafter, a DA wire, a budgeter, you might be able to reimagine them. Of course, Pinterest is your friend here, but Pinterest can also be a very time-sucking trap, (laughs) to be quite honest, and we don't necessarily want that. So before you go to Pinterest, think about maybe the room that you're wanting to refresh, the room that you are constantly bored with, and maybe think about an item you have in there that would be kind of fun to change up and then go to Pinterest to see how people painted frames, or to see how people changed lamp bases, or to see what it is I mean when I say put texture on a vase. And if crafting is not your cup of tea, if DIYing is not really something that you've done because it always looks like you just had a noon with your kiddos, do it anyway. Do it anyway because the more you practice, the better you become. Do it anyway, because the more you practice, the better you become, and the more fun it is to put your personal stamp in your home. The fifth way to beat boredom in your home is to rearrange the furniture. You may have already swapped pieces out room to room, big pieces, little pieces, but what about just reimagining the space that you currently are in? Can you move the piano? Can you move the couch? Can you move the chairs, the hutch, the entryway table, the side tables, the coffee table? What can you move in order to reimagine the space and give it a fresh little uplift? And if moving your furniture means getting it away from the wall, even better. You know my stance on that if you've been listening for a while. Sometimes we're bound by the wall. Sometimes we're bound by the restraints of the room. But other times what happens is we will walk into our space after buying it, after seeing how it was staged when we first moved in and we will leave the furniture in the exact place we saw it. We imagine that our space needs to be set up in this way because that is what we saw. But have a little fun here, be a little creative, try it. What is the worst that can happen? You move it right back. The next idea, number six, for beating boredom in your home, you're probably gonna already guess it, declutter. Yeah, get rid of some of the excess, some of the things that are visually bogging you down. A lot of times when you make space for your, your things to breathe a little bit, your walls to breathe, your furniture to breathe, your room to breathe, it feels different. It feels lighter. It feels more spacious. It feels airier. It feels like a space you can enjoy your home in a little bit more. In a couple weeks during our Systemize Your Home summer series, we are going to be talking about ways to declutter, to edit your space, to do it in big ways and then do it in smaller ways. Some of us are doing the big purge, but some of us are on the maintaining. Some of us don't need to fill bag after bag after bag. So we're going to be diving in in a few weeks, but removing excess and not just moving it to one other space in your home, removing it completely from your home, knowing that it can bless someone else. It can give someone else a brand new, fresh start, perhaps. is a great thing. All right, in that light, number seven, this one is a little bit messier. This one, maybe you end up decluttering. Maybe you don't. But sometimes beating boredom meeting means starting from scratch completely. So a little bit extreme, but take everything out of your room take it out. Now, here's the thing. If you have small children, if you have children home for the summer, if you have a husband who works from home, maybe be mindful of that. (laughs) Do it on a day when they go to the water sites, they go to the park, they go to the beach. Do it on a day when you have a little bit of time, because you will be making a little bit bigger of a mess than you would otherwise. But when you remove everything from your room, don't just then fill it back in. Think about it for a second. Think about how you can envision the space maybe in a different way. Think about how maybe the furniture can go in a different arrangement. Think about what really needs to go back into that space. Do you really need the double layered rug? Do you really need both of the coffee tables? Do you really need the little ottoman? I don't know, whatever it is, do you really want it when it comes back in? It's kind of Reverse Marie Kondoing, right? If you know Marie Kondo and her hold everything and touch it and feel joy and get it all out, but she's not necessarily putting things back in, but you are. And you're doing it one piece at a time because you're seeing how it really belongs. And after you have the couch in space, do you really want to have the textiles on it? Or do you like it as is? Does it feel airier and brighter? Does it feel lighter and more relaxing? And sometimes it means that we remove all the little things, the peripherals, I call them, not necessarily the anchor pieces, because that can be big and a little bit more dramatic, of course, but moving the peripherals, all of the textiles, all of the lamps, all of the little things like side tables, all of the books, all of the candles, all of the plants, everything you have around the surface, the mantles, the hearth the bookcase, removing it all and then putting it back one piece, one layer at a time can help refresh your space and let it breathe a little bit more. And of course, you can give it a deep clean along the way. All right. And the last thing to do, number eight, is to just have fun, experiment, play around a little bit. There are no right or wrong rules to decorating your home. Of course, you're hearing this from me. You're hearing this from me who says we should have homes that are, are a reflection of us, that are meant to be lived in, played in, laughed in, loved in. Our homes are meant to be inspiring and delightful. Our homes are meant to be a respite from the world outside and not rules to be bound by. Sure, are there guidelines for hanging curtains and art and TVs and chandeliers and rugs and all the things? Yes, absolutely. Are there ways to make your home look and feel cohesive? Yep, absolutely. But your homes are yours. The walls that you live in are the walls that you play in. The walls that you live in are the walls that you laugh in. And these walls should be a delight for you. And if they are not, there is a problem. If they are not, if they are walls that you walk by and you just absolutely can't stand, or you are tired of just being in your space, if that is happening for you, let's have a chat. I was talking recently to a client who said, my bedroom doesn't feel cozy. It doesn't feel comfortable. It just feels like there's furniture in there. And if that is you, let's do something about it. Decorating SOS calls are designed for you to make your first action step, to take your first action step toward creating a space that delights you. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be a whole lot of work. Sometimes it takes a fresh eye, a fresh perspective to reimagine the space, to ask you questions, to get inside of the room and the purpose that you have for the room and the ideas you have for the activities you want to be in the room to get that fresh perspective in order to help you reimagine it. So if you are stuck in not knowing what to do, if you're stuck in having that wall color that is just not you, but you're picking things around to decorate around it, if you are stuck with having too big of furniture, too little of furniture, no furniture at all, if you are stuck, book a call. My summer spots are still available, and one of those spots might be yours. So go to figandfarmathome.com forward slash book hyphen a hyphen call, and you can Get on the schedule so you can start taking that first action step toward creating a home that you are no longer bored with. All right, friends, until next time, I will see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, Join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.